Welcome to the Dangerous Love Podcast. On this podcast, you will get to experience all of the ups, the downs, and everything in between of the dangers of falling in love. Your host will play detective and take a deep dive into crime cases involving couples in love. You will get to see how love will have you at the top of the mountain and feeling invincible when things are good, and also how it will have you at the bottom of the valley when things are bad. Love will take you to many different amazing places. However, it can take you to the worst places on earth. And hell, it can even kill you. Dangerous Love Podcast. Episode 2. You feeling the song? We back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dangerous Love Podcast, episode two. I am your host. It's late, but I'm energized. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm trying to get my beautiful, wonderful host hyped up so we can run through this episode and give you all another um, great episode to think about throughout the week. How you feeling? I'm good. You sure? I'm sure. All right. She's all wrapped up in a blanket. I know this is radio. I want to give you guys a vision. <laughs> She's all wrapped up in a blanket. It's cold. Yeah. So this this case takes place in uh, New Orleans in 1993. We have a female, Antoinette Frank, a male, Rogers LaCaze, another male, Ronald Williams, and then a, a host of other characters. So try to keep up. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot to read here, so just bear with me. Um, try to pick up as many details as you can, and then we will um we'll dig in with a with a deep dive. So, Antoinette Frank was hired as a New Orleans police officer on February seventh, nineteen ninety three. She graduated the academy on February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three, which, in my opinion, is is really crazy to go from being a civilian to a trained, quote-unquote, police officer in just 14 days. I think it's 21 days. I'm sorry, 21 days. <laughs> Three weeks. That's still crazy. What's a normal academy? Like 12 six weeks? Six seven months. Seven months. This was in three weeks, not even one month. Yeah. So that that's a problem in itself from the top. But nonetheless, she graduated near the top of her class. She had previously been denied um, for lying on application and she felt a psychiatric test. However, she was granted another opportunity to apply, and obviously she got in. Once she became an officer, it was very clear to her peers that she had little idea of what it meant to be a police officer, and as reported that at times, she showed irrational behavior. On November 25, 1994, Frank handled an incident involving a known drug dealer that had been shot, Rogers LaCaze. After this incident, Frank's... Oh, Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Rogers. His first name is Rogers, which is which is weird. He's Rogers LaCaze, but that's a connotation for another day. After this incident, Frank stayed in contact with LaCaze and started to grow closer to him. She fell for his bad boy persona, and they started to spend more time together, eventually becoming intimate. There were times she would let him drive her patrol car, and they would even make traffic stops together, in which LaCaze would rob the people they pulled over. So, let's just stop there for five seconds (laughs) okay so she's a young cop 
she is just doing cop stuff. What, what do you mean cop stuff? Like, just reporting to the scene of a of a man that's been shot. Okay, okay. You know. I thought you meant her overall. And somehow in this man's time of need, she felt it in herself to try to help him or something. Well, it's not surprising. Most most people who are married to cops or with cops met their cops in, in a stop. Yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, if he gets you out of a ticket. <laughs> so, so you think that he was shot and in his... He probably was like, come here, girl. And in his... I like you, know, you in that uniform. Uh, he, he's dying because he's shot. He probably was shot in the leg or something. But somehow he put game on her in those moments. Yeah. He was like, you look nice. You look real nice tonight. I like a woman in in, in uniform. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I I mean, I think he may have had another uh, motive, but, you know, I can see that, I guess. (laughs) But it's wild. So, so... Some she meets this guy. He's shot. Whatever he gets over that. Now they're kicking it every day. Basically, she's driving him around in her police car. He's driving a police car with her in it. Yeah, I have to keep remembering this is in nineteen ninety three. I'm like, why are they allowed to do that? But there's not cameras. I don't think they were allowed to do it. In no, not allowed to do it. But like, there's dashboard cameras. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. everything now. Yeah, yeah. So everything you do in your car at this point now. It's completely monitored. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe for this case. If you became a cop, you let me try the whip. No. <laughs> you are not getting my shit fucked up. Mm-mm. I ain't right. <laughs> so, to make it even even deeper, as they're driving around, he didn't just want to... He wanted to literally play cop and robber. <laughs> All in one. All in one. So, he would pull the people over and then he would rob them. Yeah, these people are unhinged. Alright. They couldn't have got that much from the robbery either. Nah, they probably, you know, just take $10, $20 here. Maybe some jewelry. Wasn't yeah. cell... It's was there cell phones day. back then? Maybe they, the big bag phones? There cell phones back then? The bag phones? 93, they had it's the bag phones. I'm thinking about the Nokias. With the snake game Nah, on that it. was like 2000. Nokia snake. I had one of them. <laughs> I used to play my mom's. Yeah, I had I had a Nokia with the snake, but I think they had the bag phones in '93 or something like that, or the big, you know, the big ones, the big gray ones. No, I have no idea. Why? Because I was born in '94. Uh, see, I wasn't even going. I wasn't even going to hit you with the young joke. <laughs> you, you threw the lob, but um, all right. So it gets deeper. <laughs> Frank was also a part-time security um, guard at a Vietnamese restaurant called Kim Ann. On March 4th, 1995, a fellow officer, Ronald Williams, who also worked part-time security, was covering the restaurant. At the end of the shift, when the owner, Chow Vu, went to pay Williams, they noticed Frank and LaCaze approaching the restaurant. Frank and LaCaze had already been there twice that day prior, so Chow knew something wasn't right, and he hid the money in the microwave. Frank entered the restaurant and forced Chow and his brother, Kuwak, into the kitchen. While in the back, shots rang out. LaCaze reportedly slipped and accidentally shot Williams in the back, paralyzing him immediately. He then shot him again multiple times in his head and in his back. This got Frank's attention from the kitchen and she headed back to the dining room. Uh, Chow and Kuak 
ended up getting away while she was back in the dining room and they were able to hide in the freezer and lock the door. Child's sister and brother were also in the restaurant cleaning. Child could see Frank demanding him to tell her where the money was. Once Frank had the money, she shot the 17-year-old Kuong three times and then the 21-year-old Ha six times. Frank LeClay's Fred fled the restaurant and Voos, the Voos were able to call 911. Mm. Once the 911 call broadcast over the radio, Frank grabbed the patrol car, responded to the call, her and responded to the call. Her intentions were to go back and kill Chow and Kua before the police arrived, being they witnessed everything that happened. Mm. Yeah. She did not arrive in time and other patrol cars had already arrived. Chow told the officers what happened and Frank was arrested at the scene. Lacaze was later arrested at the apartment complex where Frank had dropped him off. So there's a lot going on there. Um, I already have a problem with this case. <clears throat> you have, you already have, what's your yeah. first problem? What's your first problem? Because what are you, like, I, I, what are you getting from random traffic stops? These people, no one's driving around with boatloads of money. And then, what are you getting from a Chinese restaurant? I don't know. They must have thought the Voos, the Voos had it. They must have thought the Voos mm. had it. Maybe. Maybe. So, so let's let's go back to something that reportedly happened in 1993, prior to all of this going down. So it was reported that Frank. It's weird when I say Frank because it's Antoinette Frank and it's a girl, but Frank is mm-hmm. a man's name. But for the listeners, Frank is Antoinette Frank, female. Um, it's reported that in 1993, Frank's father moved in with her for a short period of time before being reported missing. So her father lived with, with her in 1993, short time after she reported him missing. Oh, she killed her dad. November 1995, after everything went down, mm-hmm. when they were arrested, mm-hmm. 10 days after, police dogs led the cops to a skull buried under her house with a bullet hole in the back of the head. Did they say who skull was? They didn't. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they didn't because she had already been tried for capital murder. Mm-hmm. So she was already going to be executed. So they didn't put any police resources into figuring out who the remains belonged to. Yeah. That's the old day shit. Yeah. Nowadays they would have done. They would have took for everything. Yeah. So, so let's, 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 Go back to 1993. Let's let's go back to the beginning. She applies for the New Orleans Police Department. And she's denied. She's Not only does she lie. Look up at me like that. Not <laughs> only does she lie. She also fails a psychiatric test. So I got a question for you. What's that? Hindsight's 2020. She fails a psychiatric test. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously a freaking basket case. Okay. How much responsibility is on the New Orleans Police Department? Well, I mean, obviously a lot of it, right? Because all of this, she was accessible to all this because of having that position. Mm-hmm. So pretty much a large majority of it, but it seemed like she was out trying to kill people anyway if she killed her own dad. Yeah. 
Or her dad just went missing before this even really happened, before she even yeah, had that. it happened that. in 93, but that's my thing. Is so, like, so, as a the police department, you hire someone who was obviously unhinged. They didn't know at the time that she had killed her dad. Yeah, right. But obviously, she was already... But she already failed and lied about something. Right. Yeah, so and they was, don't emphasize on what she lied about. Right. She was already crazy. Maybe she had prior psychiatric issues and that's what she lied about we don't know but she failed the psychiatric test when which... you fail a psychiatric test for the police academy you must really be off right because it's not like not that i took a psychiatric test but i've taken exams and one like in your right mind you should answer in the right way but you also can tell what they kind of want to see and hear at the same time like right so if you're out there family you're really saying some weirdo shit that's what i'm saying so that that's what that was one of the things that popped in my mind is like okay, so why was she ever even a cop? Why give someone who's clearly unhinged the opportunity to have that much power? The power of a police officer. Desperation. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, like agencies are so desperate to get people to suit up. Just and because- I mean, this was in nineteen ninety three. New Orleans is. A very poor city. And there wasn't many 1993 women. That's cops. what I'm saying. So, so it was probably like, we really need this woman. And she wants to be here. Let's and she was, a re- she was a resident of, of the city of New Orleans, which at the time, just like Wilmington, mm-hmm. you had to be a resident. So not only were they losing cops faster than they could hire them, you're limited because you have to hire cops within, within the, the city. Area. Or they have to move within the area. Right. And so, how many people are really going to apply right. and be able to move? Not many. And and part of the problem where they didn't necessarily want to bring people that migrated into the city of New Orleans. They weren't coming anyway. But there was a lot of tension between, just like nowadays, between the community and the, the force. So they wanted people from people that were born and raised there that could understand the people. Right. It ended up backfiring. All right. So you agree with me that, that the New Orleans PD should have some skin in the game. Oh, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the relationship. This is a podcast about love. We ain't talked about love yet at all. I don't... Well, I, because I don't feel like it really geared a lot around it. I mean, like, obviously they were... They were you don't intimate. think they were in love? It sounds like two psychopaths. They probably they were. Love, they'd be the best... Yeah, yeah, yo, they'd be in love better than yeah. anybody. Nothing either, scarier than a psychopath Either or a two psychopaths or two crackheads. Yeah. They got the best love. So I think they was probably deeply in love. They was probably banging all in the cop car or yeah, all on the side of the street. What? That was a little, a little nasty. I'm, if, they're, if they're robbing and killing people in the cop car, I'm sure they they were probably... They were probably well, you banging. been in the back of a, a cop car before? Yes. It's not really comfortable. I mean, I never try to do anything but sit there. But yeah, it's not comfortable. You're right. Seats are hard. <laughs> right, put your knees on there. Seats are hard. But put yeah, your yeah. Megan knees on there. You're right. I'm, but people do it. My <laughs> Megan knees. <laughs> I do not have Megan knees. <laughs> I'm 32 years old. I don't have Megan knees. All right. So she falls in love. But we're going to say that they're in love. They're madly psycho. Pathic yeah. lovers. Like they're loyal to each other to be doing all this. Gotta be. So. Who? So so loyal to the point. I got a point to make. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 
So loyal to the point that prior to the 1994 altercation, LaCaze, man, we calling him Roger. Roger <laughs> was in a bar and he had an altercation with two other guys. When the guys left the bar, um, Frank and Roger pulled the guys over. My assumption is that that LaCage was going to, to finish these guys off that he had the altercation with. Mm-hmm. So some random citizen sheriff sees the altercation and LaCage and the two guys are scuffling. Frank's in it. And this guy comes to stop, like, he grabs one of the guys, and Frank goes, no, it's not, he's the good guy, talking about LaCage, mm-hmm. obviously, because she's there with him. Take this other guy, who eventually the cops come, they arrest him. So, that that shows somewhat of her loyalty, that she was willing to literally risk everything for this guy. That's why I think that she, yeah. she was just nuts, and they were madly in love. So who do you think was more vulnerable in this situation? Like who do you think was who do you think was the one coming the to the alpha, other saying, let's do this? The alpha? Who do I think was the alpha? Mm-hmm. I absolutely think that Frank was the alpha. Mm. Just because of the way the way a lot of things went down. So when you the alpha, you 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 handling things. She the one that was the security guard. So that means she the one that she planned that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? She dropped him off and then went back to finish the job. You know what yeah. I mean? All those things show that she was the she was the alpha. She was the. So dominant. you think he was a? He just he he just. You think it was all her ideas and he was like yeah. Yeah, I think he was in love with her and 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 he was just he was just there, mm. like he was there for he was there to ride. Hmm. I don't know. If I, I don't know. Because I feel like he's the one who don't have nothing to lose. So, like, I feel like he's the one who comes with all these master plans. But he's not the one that killed his dad prior to any of this shit happening. <laughs> so, she's obviously the, the the crazier one. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. I, I, I think that, that she was the alpha. I mean, I think any woman who's out act- actually killing got to be really crazy. You think so? Yeah. Cause I mean, like I like people can feel crazy, like they could do it, but you I feel like for all... a woman to serial kill, so that's right. serial. Like she was going in there shooting more than once, six shots, rounds. Like, yeah. well, that was him with the six shot. Oh yeah, you know she shot the one girl six times. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's she's psycho. Yeah, and they were killing people they didn't have to kill. I don't believe for one minute that he slipped and accidentally shot that guy. No, that was that. bullshit because <laughs> you slipped just and accidentally re- shot him, but then shot him three more times. Right, that's just so what the you, report said. You might have slipped in the process of trying to shoot him. Right. Because at that or, point... Or he, he, was, he was a police officer himself. This guy... So if I'm a police officer and there's a guy, even though he may have the upper hand at the time, I'm going to look for an opportunity to get the upper hand if I'm the trained officer and he's yeah. not... So maybe they got an altercation that wasn't really reported that way and the, the, the firearm discharged. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 1993, it don't sound like it was trained to do shit. Well, 921 day, uh, days. Right. You know what I mean? What do you even learn how to do? Put your uniform on in 21 days properly? Button your buttons? I hate you. <laughs> like, what can you learn? Can yeah. you even learn how to shoot in 21 days? I mean, I just think with all the textbook 
learnings on top of the actual like techniques and tactics. Like, yeah, you gotta learn all. Way. You gotta learn all types of um, literature for you know mm-hmm. the law. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, you represent the law. Yeah. So so yeah, I think that that may have been what happened. Maybe they got into a little altercation, and being that he had the gun, because this guy's just working security. You know what I mean? He 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 came out with the upper hand. Right. He didn't have no gun at the Chinese store. Nah, nah. Vietnamese. I'm sorry. Vietnamese. Not the same. Asian? Asian is appropriate, but being that we know they're from Vietnam, we can call them Vietnamese. Okay. But Asian is also appropriate. Chinese is not. So... <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into this with you right now. <laughs> you hate when I get technical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about how who was the alpha. So I, 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 my opinion is that Frank's the alpha. Um, they went, they went and robbed her job. They went there twice that day to case it out. So you know, they, they were. Do you think they were smart criminals? Absolutely not. They were just living. They, they, they like. I, I mean, anybody who starts tying in personal work and criminal lives all together is is an idiot. Yeah. Because I feel like you can you can be a criminal and a good criminal if you had lived three different lives. Like you have your work life, your personal life, and you have your criminal life. Are you so, talking about ghosts? I mean, <laughs> you're trying to use ghosts a ghost reference. Maybe I can because um, I started watching the first season of Power again. Yeah. So maybe so, but but yes, I mean I feel like people yeah, yeah, don't get caught separate. when they when they really keep their shit separate and they yeah. really keep their shit sacred. Like the thing is, is you're out here just pulling over anybody with this random, random dude who's people. not a cop in your car. Yeah. You don't know. You could have pulled over an an investigator from another um agency. Right. You could have pulled over. Shit, someone who knows you guys, like, and you were coming out with a random, like, you're a a bystander, pretty much, or a pedestrian, like, because yeah. he's not, he's not yeah. suited up. No, nah, he's so a like, drug you're dealer. Just, you're, and you're out in the open on the side of the road, and then you're pulling people over, and at any time, another officer on your task force could show up, mm-hmm. because any time somebody is pulled over... Everyone on the road Can is see. notified. And a lot of the times, depending on how long you're pulled over, and it's out of the third... Another squad car will pull up. Another squad car will pull up because it's protocol. Like, you've been pulled over for X amount of minutes. Yeah. No responses, whatever. They're sending someone. Like, and it's, it's protocol, it's safety. So, to me, like, you're just out in the open on any highway and road, pulling people over, and then robbing them. So, you, can't, you mean to tell me in... The dead middle of the side of a road, you got this random ass motherfucker with a gun to the driver or a gun. I and I don't even know. It's never. It's well, no, it is reported that the time with the altercation, um, with the guys from the bar that he did have a gun. He's a drug dealer. Right. He has a gun. Mm-hmm. All the time. All of them do. Most likely. Oh. Well. I if you're a drug dealer and you're out ready to fight people on bars. And you ready to rob people at any moment? You gotta have that thing on you. You have a gun on you. Because you're not dumb. I, I mean, <laughs> they sound pretty dumb to me. I don't know. Well, I just watched Power, and the one episode, Tommy had two guns and a knife on him. Yeah, but Tommy's different, though. Tommy's different. Mm-hmm. 
But um, all right, so. Do you think what was I gonna ask you? Um, damn, I lost my train of thought thinking about that Tommy stuff. That power stuff messed me up. You, <laughs> you brought that into there. Um, everything comes back to power. Yeah, yeah, just because that's what's hot right now. Uh, I've lost my spot. All right, so. <clears throat> We talked about how she was the out. Well, I thought she was the alpha. You, which which year? I mean, no, I don't think she's the alpha. I think this guy had all the plan, like saw the opportunity to be able to have his plans worked out great. Like, I got I got an easy way, and I can make easy robberies. I'm with the feds. I'm so you think this. he set her up, kind of? I don't necessarily think he set her up. They, I think they might have really been in love because of the way they wrote out for each other. But I think he really took advantage of a situation. Like, I really feel like he used all of the benefits to his advantage. That's because he was laying that thing out in the cop car. See, now that's... See? You went too far again. But, yeah. That's why. They could have they been nuns or something. They, 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 obviously, <laughs> were, they obviously were not nuns. Uh, but... Yeah, I feel like he was... I, I, I don't know. I feel like as a woman, I don't... I mean, I know it happens, but I just feel like not many women are out here like crazy criminals like that. You know, we got... I feel like most women who have a criminal history are um, just caught in a bad situation. I don't feel like they just out here, let me rob every person I pull over and I'm a cop with an upper hand. I think that's a stereotype. I think that's a stereotype. I don't think that's fair. I don't think in these couple in these couple situations mm-hmm. that is fair. I think it's a stereotype, um, and I think it's the view of society that when you have these couples that go crazy, that it's always the man that's motivating it. I think that's a stereotype. I mean, maybe, maybe because she- if if you really think about it, but look at his life. She rolled up on him with a bullet in him. If you really think about it, though. Women actually have way more control over the mind of a man okay. than vice versa. Okay. Right? This is a whole like this is this is gonna go down a rabbit hole. Let's go. No, not because I, I feel like you're making it sound like this whole like men have this crazy emotional state that a woman can make him do anything, and that's bullshit. That's not what I said. That's exactly. I what said mean. women have more control. It's just a, it's just the view of society to think that if there's a couple and they're you know like these these they sound like they were trying to be Bonnie and Clyde or something. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Just kind of just hitting whatever was available. That's what it sounds like a Bonnie Bonnie and Clyde mission to me. So. I think when those type of situations happen, it's overlooked because of the views of society that the woman could even be in control. That the woman could even be the one pulling the strings. That the woman could even be the one running the show. And I think that that that's not fair. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I, I think a woman is capable because we're obviously a lot smarter. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like... She was... 
um, I don't know. She did have psych issues. I say she became. She a killed her dad. I mean, she might have killed her dad. I don't know, man. Can't I, prove I, it. I see. I, I knew. You, I knew where you was gonna side at. Anyway, but she might have not killed her dad. Buried under the house that only he and her lived in. She reported him missing. Listen, if we were knocked out right now, anybody could be in that backyard. Okay. Anybody could have came and buried his skull and, and not got her. Oh, you don't think it's her dad's skull? It could have been her dad's skull, but I don't think she did it. It could have been anybody's skull. It could have been. Did. You think she did it? I think she was crazy. I think she was. I think she was a complete nut job, and. I think, not that it matters now, it's 1993. I think the New Orleans Police Department messed up. I'm sure the New Orleans Police Department knows they messed yeah, up. Yeah, I think I think they messed up. I think they, I think they, you know, pulled some strings and pushed some buttons and uh, and got her through and, you know, ended up... Yeah, well, New Orleans has some other issues that they need to encounter first, like three-week academies. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, in 1993, things were different. Yeah. Things were very And it might have been three weeks in 1993. Who knows? But that's crazy. It might. I mean, I couldn't imagine it. That's crazy. To be out on the road by myself. Because that's another thing. This girl ain't have a partner. She didn't have a partner. And maybe and maybe she maybe she had a partner because, if you remember, she was hired in 1993. The first incident when she met LaCaze happened in November of 1994. So we're talking like an 18... Oh, okay. So 18, this is a year and a half after she yeah. became a cop. She could have had a partner not together or yeah. not shadowy. If you remember okay. that, it was reported that she didn't really understand what it meant to be a cop. She showed irrational behavior. So yeah, so the, so the New Orleans PD fucked up because if she was showing these signs and she didn't know how it takes to be a cop, she should have never been on that road by herself. Right. But once again... Well, she wasn't on the road by herself. Her and Roger was... <laughs> her and Roger was out there making stops. Well, this stops. is 1993 and I think... Criminal activity was very different in 1993. Not saying that people weren't killing mm-hmm. people, because it very well was happening. Well, I'm sure New Orleans was was was. But I just think that I just think like the level and the the serial assaults, like yeah. serial killers, serial robbers. Like I just did this in school paper on it. Like the numbers about how many people do more than one robbery or more than one hit is mm-hmm. is crazy. It's like it's a trend now. It's yeah. a trend to do that. Where before it was like, and maybe it's technology, right? That's another argument. It's like maybe it's technology, what we know and what we can prove that was the same person or put together, but right. crime wasn't the same in '93. Yeah, nah. I mean, it was, and it, and I think a lot of everything that we deal with is more so. It's easier to track and it's more in our face. The analytics are uh, more readily available. Oh, absolutely. So, like so, right now, you can look up any statistic about right. any crimes that are happening in the United States yeah. right now, and if it's not there. Um, I mean, there's still there's still a very large amount of crimes that are not reported. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you can look up statistics now and say from '93 to 2019 how crazy of an increase percentage there is now of these these same type of such scenarios. Yeah. Understood. All right. So I I think. We're getting to the end here. So, obviously, they were both convicted of capital murder for all three cases. They were sentenced to death. We're dealing with another death row case two weeks in a row. Yeah, they killed the whole child family. Yeah, the the Vus. Oh, Chow Vu. Chow Vu. Chow Vu. Um, 
but yeah, they 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 uh, messed them up. The Vu's actually ended up uh, staying in that restaurant for some time, and then they were pushed out by Hurricane Katrina in two thousand and five. So they that stayed everything right. Yeah. So they stayed there from nineteen ninety five when all this went down until Hurricane Katrina. The ones that were left over, the what Vu's that, that were left. I forget. Hurricane Katrina was 2005. And then they ended up moving the restaurant somewhere else. So they stayed there for 10 years. So the Voos, the ones that are left, are, are still going strong. Um, these two psychos are going to be put to death at some point. I believe they are not, that's not executed yet. We need to look that up. What, if they're still alive? No, like we need to we need to start figuring out what like what death row looks like. Like if this happened in ninety four, why are these people still alive and why has why does death row pushed out twenty years? Yeah, it's 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 great. And it's like always right like now. that. I mean yeah, no, it's always like that. And it's because what happens is they keep granting these appeals and you know, if your appeal is approved, now you got another year, six months or whatever before you have a court date. So now you know. If I got sentenced to death row, I'm not fighting it. Just kill me. I mean... Just let me go. Yeah, you say that now. Because what am I, what's life spending all every year fighting to stay alive and I'm living in a cell? Well, like, it's, it's not even worth it. It's life and not death. That's what I think they're thinking. Yeah, but you're, you're in prison no matter what. You're right. Unless you like prison. What are some people that like prison? Well, Orange is not my color. You you're actually wearing orange. <laughs> <laughs> and it is your color, so. No, it's not. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, orange nor tan, because they do switch to tan. Yeah. And then I just look, I always get blended blonde. Is it tan the county and, the, and orange is prison? No, orange is when you first get there. Your first week you wear orange. Oh, it's like a red shirt And then college. after that, you wear tan. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how they know you're the new one. Fresh meat. Yeah, that's how they come over there and get you. <laughs> that's disgusting. Right. You know, I gotta go refer to power again. Um, they was in the very first season, no more. They were trying to get them to pretty much wear the wires and all. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, you can go back to prison and get fucked in the ass. He said, I went to prison at times. I'm used to getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. That's how it be. I was like, That's how it be. Well, if this podcast was ever going to get syndicated, you just threw it out the talking about getting ass anal. You was talking about beating up in the black <laughs> car. This has been another episode <laughs> of the Dangerous Love Podcast. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening. Um, we're just getting started. So as we stumble through this startup process, we appreciate y'all for continuing to rock with us. Please share. Please tell a friend who has a friend that that friend has a friend and they'll tell a friend. Um, you feel real friendly right now. <laughs> Make sure you follow not only us, but our parent company, the Not Up For Debate podcast, uh, NU, the letter, the number 4D.com is the website. You can find information about both podcasts there. You can see pictures of your hosts, get a short bio. Purchase merchandise, also get a blog a couple times a week. So there's a lot of information there. So please check us out. And this is another Not Up For Debate production.